Come on, I think you can give the Lord a round of applause today. Hallelujah. Woo, so good. So good, so good, so good. I tell you what, hey, how many of you are praying and declaring some things from Psalm chapter 23 over your lives today? I tell you, we, we produce these little uh, prayer. Break free in 23 is our prayer for you. And we've been looking at the 23rd Psalm and our, uh, giving you an opportunity to declare some truths of, of God's word. Hey, so, some of you are like, man, I just don't know what to pray sometimes. I, I like to just take scripture and pray what I read in scripture. And, and I'm telling you, there's something also about declaring what we read in scripture. I, I, I think there's something about declaring with our mouths the, the desires of our hearts. I, I think that Scripture says that, that, that if we would confess our sins, there's something about declaring that, right? And, and, and ask Jesus to come in. He de- so there's something about declaration. Amen? And so I, I want to encourage you to, to, to pick one of these up. If you don't have one of our, our prayer cards and declaration cards, we're, we're really desiring to see God shift you as we begin this new year, 2023. 20, uh, We're in this series entitled Unbound. We, we, we believe that, that, that so many of us deal with what we would call strongholds in our lives. Not necessarily just an addiction, but, but strongholds, things that are weighing us down. Things that are hindering and limiting us from from walking in the freedom that Jesus came to give us. By the way, you know that Jesus came to give you life, did he not? And he came to give it to you that's abundant and full. Life to the max. Amen. In Luke chapter four, Jesus says, my purpose here is I've come to release captives. I've come to set them free. We want you to know today that you don't have to continue living chained down or under the weight or oppressed by something that, let's just be honest, the enemy has placed on you. Jesus wants to set you free today. Amen. And check this out. He says, if the son sets you free, you are free indeed. It's not if you attend another conference. It's not if you read another book series. It's not even if you just download a podcast to listen to. No, no, no. Jesus is what sets people free. Amen. And so we're praying that for you today. Those of you that are in the house or those that are in your house watching today, we pray that the presence of God would invade your space today and he would set you free from whatever it is that's holding you back. A stronghold. A, a, a stronghold. A stronghold is, 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 is nothing but a lie from the pits of hell that holds so many of us as captive. Prisoner. It's, 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 a, it's, it's a lie. And so many of us have been deceived into who we truly are and, and, and what our identity and our purpose is here on earth. I, I, I was reminded this week as I was preparing about, about how they, they train uh, elephants in the circus. You know, you, if, if you've been to, you, you don't see the circus as much anymore today, right? But, but you, we, we all have seen those images of the big, massive elephants, you know, outside the circus. And, and they say they train those elephants when they're babies just to stand there by, by, by chaining up maybe a, a, a chain and tethering it down in the ground where they can't break free and move. And over the course of time, that elephant begins to, to buy into to this idea that, hey, I can't break free because I'm chained and I'm tethered to something. And as that elephant begins to grow, they, they replace that chain. They, they can simply begin to, to tie just a loose rope around the foot of that elephant, but that elephant will not move or break free because in his mind, he still remembers that he can't break free. 
He remembers that he's chained and he's bound to something. Although he possesses incredible amounts of power, not only to break loose, but cause a lot of destruction, right? He's stuck in a lie that he will never break free. He can never be released from what it is that's holding him back. Isn't that so many of us today in our culture? There, there, there's something that maybe started out small or, or there's something that's happened in our past. There's, there's something that, that we've been deceived with thinking that there's no possible way we could ever break free. That, that we're still tethered to something. We're, we're, we're tethered to, 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 to a falsehood that the enemy has deceived us. He's, he's, we've bought into the lie that we will never be because we're still bound to something else. Well, today, I want us to talk about seeing you break free from those strongholds. I, I, we, we, we've been talking about the, the, this over the last few weeks about how, how the, especially these two disciplines of prayer and, and fasting, when you combine those, they're kind of like a nuclear bomb that, 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 that can bring incredible results in your life. And we believe that with all of our hearts. But so many of us are still, we, we're, we, we're still bound. We're still chained. We're still being held captive to to something. You know, strongholds, strongholds can mess you up. And they have messed so many of us up. When strongholds are present, it, 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 you know, I, I don't really see who I am the way that God sees who I am. I, I begin to believe the lies of the enemy. Things like, you know what? You're, you're never going to be good enough. You'll, you'll never measure up or you're not smart enough. You're, you're, you're not fast enough. Hey, listen, you grew up on the wrong side of the tracks or, Hey, listen, your family's history. Are you kidding me? What makes you think you're different? And we begin to believe those things. Do we not? When, when those strongholds are present in, 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 in my life, I begin to believe those lies. And I, well, I tune out who, well, who God says that I really am. If, if, if I'm bound to a stronghold and chained to something today, man, I spend a lot of my energy, my emotional energy focusing on that and thinking towards that. And it's draining, is it not? It's discouraging and it's defeating. And so many of us, so many of us stay there defeated. The enemy knows that, that, that if, if, if I remain tethered to whatever it is he's deceived me with, he knows that, that I will never live out my purpose for which I was created for. Listen, you need to understand something about us here at 1910 Church. If you're new here or checking us out for the first time, we believe that you've been created for an incredible purpose. That God has a plan and a purpose for your life, every one of us. You're not an accident. You're not a mistake. You're not here just to exist for whatever it is, 74.6, whatever the number is today. No, there is a calling on your life. And that's why we're spending 23 days here, this, these last 23 days of January, challenging you, encourage you, because we want to see you walk in the full potential that heaven had for you when he created you. But the enemy is tethered to these strongholds. And as we're, we're weighed down by them, as we buy into the, to the lies and the deception, so many of us, we miss what our purpose and our calling is in life, right? 
when, 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 when I am overcome with, with a stronghold in, in my, I begin to believe that's who I am. I miss out on this abundant life that Jesus said that he came to give us. I just, and the enemy loves for us to stay there much like that elephant that has the power to break free within them, but never realizes that he has it. Today, I want to see you break free. Today, I want to see you just as Jesus says he wants to see. We want to see you released from whatever it is that's holding you in slavery. Whatever's bondage to you, whatever's holding you back, whatever's weighing you down, we want to see breakthrough happen in your life. And as we've been saying for the last few weeks, I really believe the breakthrough will come in your life when you begin to see, well, in order to see breakthrough in your life, I believe that you're going to have to protect and understand what I would call the secret place, the secret place. I'm reminded of, of in the old Testament of a man by the name of Daniel And just the mention of the name Daniel brings some stories and things back to your mind about this Old Testament uh, young man that we read about. We know that that there's a time in which Daniel had three other prominent Hebrew buddies that we read about in Scripture, teenagers, all four of them, by the name, and the three others were Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, right? Right? You remember that time in scripture in Daniel's life and in the life of his buddies when, when these three Hebrew teenagers were told, hey, you must bow before Nebuchadnezzar and if not, you will be thrown into the fiery furnace. They refused to bow because you know that teenagers sometimes they just love to go against what everybody says is right or wrong in this situation, right? We were never like that when we were teenagers. And by the way, if, as an adult, you need to remember what you were like as a teenager, I think, sometimes. Yeah, you weren't little Johnny Proper and Sally, you know, whatever. You, 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 you were probably a holy terror also sometimes, right? Let's go, right? But it's not how you start, it's how you, right? And so we win some and we learn some, right? And so, uh, uh, but anyway, but these three teenagers said, we're not going to bow, Nebuchadnezzar. Throw us in the furnace. We believe that our God is able to deliver us from whatever you throw at us. How many of you believe that God is more than able to deliver us? Amen. You need to clap louder. You need to believe that because some of you right now don't believe that he can see you through whatever you're facing right now. We like this. We also remember something else about Daniel. We, we know that he was a man of prayer. He was a man of the secret place. Was he not? It got him in a world of trouble one day, also thrown into a lion's den. How many of you have heard that story? Listen, there's some great stories. If you don't know these, no shame in that, you know, but, but, the, but the, the Bible's full of incredible stories. And we know that Daniel, even in the midst of a feline frenzy, begins or continues to pray, right? And continues to pray and God delivers him and uh, from that as well. But we see all throughout Daniel's life, him protecting the secret place. My friend, listen, I I believe that your hope of overcoming whatever it is that you're tethered to, whatever that stronghold is in your life, whatever it is that you're bound to, whatever it is that you're chained to that's weighing you down today, I'm telling you, you need to see your breakthrough through the time in the secret place in prayer. Daniel begins to pray as we read the book of Daniel, and he remembers the words, the prophecy of Jeremiah. 
See, Daniel finds himself in captivity for seven years. The Babylonians, and he's, they're driven from their homeland. And for 70 years, he lives as, well, as a minority. His thought was not the popular thought of the culture in which he finds himself in. But we find that this man, Daniel, was faithful to prayer. This man, Daniel, never gave up, even when others were saying it's illegal or when his life was threatened. We find this man, Daniel, continuing to protect the secret place and remaining committed to it. Even though he may not have seen the outcomes immediately, he knew that God was a man of his word and he could be trusted. And, and, and I love in particular in Daniel chapter nine, as Daniel's praying and fasting, we read about in Daniel chapter nine, verse three, when we skip down to Daniel chapter 22, we find that, that Daniel has an encounter with the angel of the Lord, the angel Gabriel. And he says this to Daniel, Daniel, I have come here to give you insight and understanding the moment you began praying, a command was given, and now I am here to tell you what it was. For you are very precious to God. Let me just stop right there. I, I want you to know that in this room today, and, and even those of you that are viewing this online right now, those words that the angel Gabriel voiced over Daniel are no different than the words I believe heaven wants you to hear right now. You are very precious to God. You are very precious to God. Heaven wants you to hear those words. Hell doesn't want you to hear them, but heaven does. Daniel, you are very precious to God. Listen carefully so that you can understand the meaning of your vision. I love those words in verse 23 that says the moment you began praying. You see, the moment that Daniel began praying, something in heaven was released. I believe that the moment we began to pray, heaven is open to what we're praying. Now, we may not see the results of that prayer immediately, right? And it may be a season. It may be a process. It may be you remaining committed and faithful. But I believe just as Daniel, who was faithful to prayer, heaven was open and something was released in that moment. My friend, your, your outcome and what you're praying for may not happen immediately. But learn from the man Daniel today. Do not give up. A breakthrough, something you need to be released from, a, a, a setting free of something. I'm telling you, there is breakthrough when we protect and honor and remain faithful to the secret place. Now, remember, I also say when you throw in fasting with that, boom, nuclear bomb, power available like none other. Now, listen, this thing called fasting. And remember, Jesus says in Matthew chapter six starts out when you give the beginning of chapter six, he slips down to when you pray. And then he says, when you fast, okay, when you give, when you pray and when you fast, right? Listen, there's something special about this discipline of fasting. How are you? How are you doing? I said this last week, the, the word fasting 
can be misleading to us because we think that if I fast, I'm going to see the results immediately, right? I'm going to lose weight and feel great. Boom. I fasted for 30 minutes, Lord. How come I'm not shed any weight or how come I'm not seeing this? Listen, spiritual fasting, biblical fasting is not a weight loss program. Okay. Stay off those scales. That's not what this is all about. We want to look at fasting from an external lens, but I'm telling you, fasting is to be an internal attitude that God wants to develop and do a work in us. Let me just remind you in the book of Isaiah that there was a group of religious people that were so good about going through the motions. They were so good about showing up at synagogue. They were so good about praying the ritualistic prayers. They were so good about only taking a certain number of steps. They were so good about keeping the Sabbath holy and, and doing no work and what have you. I mean, they were, they, they, listen, you know, you can take something good from God and make it religious and destroy it for what it's meant for, right? You know, you can do that. Listen, we, we can even destroy and, and, and abuse what this gathering's all about. We, 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 I don't even want to be here right now. Or, Hey, I just, I need another star on my ledger sheet because you know, I, man, I kind of screwed up this week. And if I just show up, surely that'll make it right. We, we, we can become a little religious in our pursuing of the Lord, right? Fasting can become that Isaiah and Isaiah chapter 58 speaks out to religious people who, who have become all about the external rubbing themselves in ashes, dressing in burlap and, and walking around with solemn, somber faces, letting the world know, right? Even in our present day of fasting, if we're not careful, it can become kind of like, well, what are you doing? And we can become a little braggadocious about what we're giving up, right? Listen, it's not about the external, but it's about an inward attitude. Let me remind you that God oftentimes wants to work in our hearts and our lives that therefore produce external results. Are you with me there? But you can abuse this and you can miss fasting for what its intended purposes are. In fact, Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 58, verse six, you ought to read that this week. It's loaded. That's a great chapter. If you're looking for something to read, I'm telling you, just read it. It's going to talk about the Sabbath. And I mean, there's just a lot of good stuff there, but look what he says in verse six. Isaiah says, this is the kind of fasting the word of the Lord wants or that the God wants free those that are wrongly imprisoned, lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Listen, it's the internal that matters most, not all these external things, because Isaiah reminds him at the beginning of the chapter says, listen, you come to the temple every day. You, you seem delighted to learn all about me. God says you act like a righteous nation that would never abandon these laws. You, 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 you they asked me, God says to take action on their behalf, pretending they want to hear from me. You fasted before you say, how come we're, listen, we can miss the purpose of it all. We can miss what God's wanting to do in our lives inwardly. Hmm. You want to see a breakthrough? Man, I would encourage you to just simply start with Daniel and see the incredible power and the breakthrough that is possible when you pray. And when you fast, Jesus just thought that'd be a normal part of our lives. 
I'm going to press in, God. I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to create some space. Lord, I'm going to place myself in a situation where, where, where I'm dependent on you. Lord, this is hard. This is difficult for me. But God, I know that you are more than able. And God, I know you care about me. And God, I know that you're going to meet my needs. God, I know. I know. And as we create that space, he fills it. He fills it. He fills that. Hmm. Jesus modeled that for us. And, and I believe we learn from Jesus. We, 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 we learn some things that, 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 that we need to. There's a process, I believe, to freedom. Uh, I, I, I believe, first of all, we need to take back our, our thought life. L -l -l Listen, the, the, the only chance that I have of change, I, I will never change until I change the way I think. In fact, I believe it's Romans chapter 12, verse two. I think I have that for us. Romans chapter 12, verse two, Paul would write these words. Don't copy the behavior and customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. How does God transform us? By changing, we see it here, the way we think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. We need to take back, it says in Romans chapter 12, we need to take back our thought life. We need to change the way we think. Transformation happens when, 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 when I change the way I think. Hey, listen, I have power within me to break free and break loose. I need to change the way I think. I'm no longer going to be bound. I'm no longer going to be tethered. Listen, the power that is within me is greater than anything the devil throws my way. If, if, hang on, you got to tap into that. You've got to tap into that power. You've got to change the way you think. I will no longer be chained. I will no longer be bound. I will no longer be tied down, Satan. We've got to change the way we think. I, I think for some of us, we, we've got to identify that lie that the enemy has played over and over and over again in our mind. He's told you so many things that are not true about you. We believe those things. I'm not smart enough. I mean, just the list of things that have been spoken over us. Listen, the moment we can identify that lie and call it out for what it is, is the moment we render Satan powerless. Satan, that is a lie from you. I'm not going to believe that any longer because that's not who God says I am. That's not what he says about what I'm capable of. And you begin to identify that lie and you watch Satan flee. Yes. Rendered powerless. First Peter, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Hey, Christian, do you believe that? Do you understand and know that with Christ in you, you possess all the power you need to defeat the enemy? The question is, will you allow that power to do what it's created to do? Will you allow the Spirit of God to, to give you the power and the strength to overcome and withstand? Ah, just, 
you know, man, I just, I was rendered powerless and I just couldn't, I couldn't help myself. Really? Yeah, you're right. You can't help yourself, but he that is in you can help you. If you'll just trust, trust and press into that. As the band comes back up and gets ready to lead us, I just want to remind you of that power you possess. You've got to take back your thought life. You've got to identify that, 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 that lie. And, 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 and you, you, you've got to begin to replace the lies with the truth that God says about you. Colossians 3, 1 through 3. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits at the place of honor at God's right hand. Look at verse 2. Think about the things of heaven not the things of earth. For you died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. Guys, you know that what you think about begins to affect what you think. (laughs) And what you think affects how you act. But what, what you think begins to affect how you live your life. It affects the words you say. It affects how you respond to situations, how you treat people, how you think. That's why why Paul says, let God transform you by the renewing of your mind. And you know that what you think about expands. What you focus on expands. Do you know people that are just always walking around and they're always just thinking negative and hopeless and kind of Eeyore mentality, right? It's a sunny day, but they're walking around with that cloud over their head of rain. You know what I'm saying? You see, they focus on the wrong things and what you focus on expands. That's why it says in Colossians, hey, could, could I get you to just maybe think about the things of heaven and not the things of earth? I don't know about you, but the things around here on earth, a lot of times are not encouraging and uplifting, right? There's this happening, this happening, this happening, this happening. If you say, what are you talking about? Just watch the local news. It's going to start with this negative report, this bad outcome, blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's death, destruction, mayhem, right? And that's not just a commercial for an insurance company. I just gave somebody a plug, didn't I? Strike that from the recording. But but we're like that. What you focus on expands. Colossians 3, 2 says, hey, listen, could you think about the things of heaven? Hey, listen, what would happen if you would begin to think about yourself the way that heaven thinks about you? I'm valuable. I'm worth something. Listen, if you weren't worth anything, God would not have sent his only son, Jesus, to die for you. I have a future and a hope. Again, if, if, if God was done with us, why would he send Jesus to die to give us an opportunity to live? You're valuable. Hey, there's a contribution for you to make. You're gifted and you're talented. <laughs> Growing up in school, I never was given that label by my peers. Brown, you're not gifted and talented. You're just trying to get through, right? Right? college. D stands for diploma. Amen. Let's go. Anybody? Come on. Yeah. Thank you. Come and go with the preacher this morning. Let's go. But I am gifted and I'm talented. We talked earlier, Pastor Angie and I, there's a contribution for you to make in kingdom work here, right? 
listen, I don't know about you, but heaven thinks differently about you than what hell thinks about you. And so what would happen if we learned to live from the perspective of Colossians 3, 2, that we set our mind on things above. And oh, by the way, this turmoil and this destruction that we're living in, this is not where we will remain forever. There's a greater place. There is a day coming in which we will be delivered and set free even from this. But while we remain, we live for our King. And our King is the one who sits on the throne in heaven, not in Washington. But it's our Father. You've got to take back your thoughts. You've got to identify that line. You've got to begin to see yourself and think about the ways that God thinks about you. Wow. I, I've been struggling this week with this sermon and even this morning been just burdened for this moment with you. Because I think that there's so many of us that are watching or listening today that we're not living up to our potential. And we've let the voice and the chatter of the enemy for far too long affect the way we see ourselves. And we've let those labels that he has for us, we've, we've, we've let them come in and and kind of dominate how we see ourselves. I, um, I'm an alcoholic. Um, I'm a drug addict. Um, I'm ignorant. I'm a cheater. I'm lazy. I'm terrible. I'm, and you could fill in the blank. I just don't think that that's how heaven sees us. Now, heaven sees the things that maybe we participate in. But I just want you to know that there's a higher view than that for you. It's not who you are. So I, 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 I was reminded this morning in Matthew chapter four, Jesus calling those first disciples to follow him. Simon and Peter were, were some of those first ones. And and I love, I love what Jesus challenges them to do in order to follow him and embrace this new calling on their life. He, he, he challenges them to, to leave what they're accustomed to and what was their normal. They were what? They were fishermen. They knew nets. They knew boats. They knew how the Sea of Galilee could be Plastic at one moment become tumultuous at the next. They knew where to go. They knew where the honey holes were. They knew where they could take their catch. They knew who to sell it to. 
Fishing was what they knew. For some of you right now, you know what you know about you. But, but I'm just wondering if, if today Jesus might be calling some of you to do what, well, what he called Simon and Peter to do that day in Matthew 4. I want you to leave those nets. I want you to leave what you know about yourself. I want you to leave what you're comfortable with. I want you to leave this way of living because I have something new. I have a new calling. I have a new purpose. There's a new identity for you. You will no longer fish for fish. You will become fishers of. It's a new calling, a new identity. But you know what? They had to do something. Matthew 4, 20 says this after Jesus called them, says they immediately left their nets and followed him. My friend, can I tell you something? That's the same thing that needs to happen today as we read about in Matthew chapter four, for you to leave a past, a stronghold, an identity, right? Jesus is calling you today to leave that and to follow him. But you have got to leave your net. You got to drop that. You've got to leave it behind to embrace what heaven has for your life. Would you stand with me today? And, 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 and I'm just wondering today, can we just be honest in this moment? Listen, there, there is no shame. There is no condemnation. There is no judgment in this house. Amen. Come on. How many of you would say right now, hey, pastor, listen, there is a stronghold in my life right now. I know it. I can identify it, and I need to leave it today. Come on, raise your hand and leave it up. That's okay. Come on, just leave it up. And for those of you that don't have your hand up, I want you to ask, hey, God, what is it? Come on, ask him because there's something we all have. I'm just going to tell you whatever it is right now that caused you to raise your hand, that's not who you are. And that's not what heaven has for your life. I'm a bad husband. Really? Okay. There's more for you. Hey, listen, I'm a lousy dad. Okay, great. There's more for you. I'm glad you can identify that. You know what? I cheat at work. I cheat the boss. I cheat the employee. I cheat on. Hey, come on. You're not a cheater. There's more for you. Hey, you know what? I, I, I'm a criminal. Come on. That's not who you are. Come on. And let me just remind you, criminals are some of the people that Jesus loved the most. <laughs> Even in his final moments on that tree, did he not love them? Come on, somebody. Our ministry team is going to join me up front. Now, I'm going to stand down front today as well, because here's the deal. We're going to just continue to worship and we're going to seek the Lord. And whatever that net is, whatever it is that you need to release today, I'm going to ask you to come to this altar today and lay it down. I'm going to ask you to move to somebody today and just say, hey, would you pray with me and encourage me with this today? I'm struggling. I need to leave this behind. There is a greater calling on my life. There is a new identity that I need to walk in today. And it is no longer a fisher of men, but a, a fisher of fish, but a fisher of men. That's my calling. And I want to walk in that today. Yeah. 
Oh, but Jason, you don't know what I've done. I'm just going to tell you something today. I'm going to tell you something today that in that first service today, a gentleman that declared, hey, listen, drugs and alcohol and a criminal record was my past. Come on. That was his past. He gave his life to Jesus today and he is now a new creation. Scripture says, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things pass away. All things become new. We're going to sing and you obey the spirit of God. I'm here today. Maybe you want to come and just kneel. Maybe you just want to come and have the word of encouragement and prayer. But Lord, today we come before you and we lay these things down, God. God, we are not who the enemy says we are any longer. We're going to embrace our identity and who you say we are. Lord, set someone free today. Come on, when the sun sets you free, you're free indeed. I'm no longer going to be held captive to this, to what's tethering me, this stronghold. Whatever's weighing me down, I release that. I throw it down because Jesus is calling me today. Jesus is calling me to walk in my identity. Jesus has given me a fresh start today. I'm no longer going to be enslaved, held captive. I'm no longer going to be in bondage. Today's the day. I drop the net. I surrender it all to you, Jesus. Come on, I see you. Promise. Promise still stands. Great is your faith. Come on, he's faithful. He's not finished with you today. That is not your identity. See yourself the way that heaven sees you today. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. got to search myself and release those things that I know are not of him. I have come that you may have life and have it abundant and full. Jesus has come to set you free today. Do not miss this moment with him. Father, I want to thank you for the privilege it is as broken, flawed, deceived people. Lord, we still are welcomed in your presence. Why? Because that's not what you desire for us. Lord, you want to heal broken people. Lord, you, 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 you want us to 
to become healthy and, and not live flawed and jacked up and negative. Lord, you want us to see ourselves through your eyes. God, there's no condemnation. There's no judgment. You receive us as we are. Lord, I believe if you can take some dirty, smelly, rotten fishermen and choose to advance the gospel through them, what can you do through us, Lord? Those who surrender, those who say, God, I'm leaving this because I want to follow and serve you, Lord. Your promise, your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You never fail. Your promise. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You never fail. He won't. He won't. Father, as we leave this place today, I want to leave that invitation open for someone here today, Father, that wants to leave the old behind and step into the new. Father, I pray against any lies of the enemy that are being spoken over an individual in this room right now. They stop right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the power of his resurrection, we embrace who you say we are. We embrace the life that you've given us through your son, Jesus. And we walk in confidence today, God, knowing that that same power that resurrected you from the grave, it lives within us. And we have that. It's the dunamis. Mm. Holy Spirit, I pray for the individual today that needs to lay down their net. They need to give it up in order to embrace what you have for them. New life, abundant and full. If the Son has set you free, woo, free indeed. Lord, thank you for your love, for your forgiveness. I thank you for grace and mercy that flows from.